Hello, my friends. Welcome in to another episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast. Thrilled and excited to be with you all this week to talk about a topic that is maybe going to be a bit representative of where the podcast is going, in a sense. And here's what I mean by that. Of course, this is the Subscription Web Design Podcast. We cover some very you know, niche and, and detailed things. But, you know, sometimes we're going to need to venture into topics that are just honestly web design in general. And there might be some nuances to how these more general topics are affected by what we do in subscription web design. In fact, that's very much the case. And so rather than always taking the top up you know, or, or rather top down approach of saying, okay, well, we do subscription web design, so here's this, 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 and this. Sometimes it's going to be bottom up and it's going to be like, well, what do you, what's, you know, what does web hosting look like and what kind of things need to be involved in that? And then if it's applicable or necessary, you know, then the question often comes in, well, how might this apply to something like subscription web design? Okay. And in, in fact, it, that is going to happen in this particular episode. It might not always happen, but in this one, it is. So I'm getting this question a lot now um, in my mentorship program. Like, how do we handle something as basic as hosting? Where do we even start? And admittedly, that's because a lot of the people who are in my mentorship program are absolute beginners. And so, by the way, if that's been holding you back from joining up with the mentorship program, you think that, you know, um, you're afraid that you're a beginner and people in there are, are more advanced. No, we have a lot of beginners. And so I would encourage you to come on in. The water's fine. And, uh, and let me help you uh, get started just to the next step on the ladder, wherever you're at. You know, we want to help take you to that next rung. You know, we're not trying to get you to a million dollars a year. You know, I mean, let, let's get you to six figures first, right, and go from there. Um, and I think that's that's perfectly reasonable, okay? Now, before we dive any further into this topic, I wanted to mention to, to you that this episode is actually going to be sponsored by my mentor, Josh. He has some fantastic web design courses and also a wonderful web design community called Web Designer Pro that you can go join. And he has a course specifically on how to use what's called cPanel, which is what's going to make up your hosting. At least most hosts are using something called cPanel or at least a derivative of cPanel that's very similar to it. And he's got a whole course on how to do that that is fantastic. So go check out Josh's cPanel course, the best way to get there, and then it will help me out too because it will give me a small affiliate commission if you decide to purchase the course is by going to steveshram.co slash josh. steveshram.co slash josh will take you right to Josh's site and will allow you to browse the site and purchase anything that you'd like to, and I would get a small affiliate commission from that. I would certainly appreciate that as well. Okay, so like I said, I'm starting to get this question a lot in my mentorship program. How do you deal with web hosting? What are some of the nuances to it? And so what I thought we might do is just start at the beginning. And I know this is going to be basic for some of you all, but you know, maybe I'll give you a little bit different way to think about it or talk about it with your clients and it might be useful to you. So I do encourage you to listen to the end of this episode. It'll only be about 10 minutes or so. Okay, so what is web hosting? Okay, what is web hosting at all? How does it work? Why does it work? Why do you need it? I still have clients, even in 2023, who are confused about this. So if you're a little confused about it as you're listening, then don't worry. You're in the right place. I want to help you. 
I like to use the real estate analogy when it comes to web hosting because honestly, the way that websites work is very similar to how real estate works. In fact, some people like to call web properties virtual real estate. Okay. And it's because there's a lot of similarity between them that helps you to realize what's going on. So when we talk about a domain, for example, like subscriptionwebdesign.com or steveshram.co, these are web domains and these are like your addresses, like the physical address that you live at right now. This is where your website can be found via that address. Now, the address is not simultaneous with the land that the address is associated with, even though it might seem like it because there's such a tight identification and association between them. There is a difference, okay? And also, neither your address or your land are your house. And a good way to, again, think about this is, haven't you ever seen the idea of moving a house? There are people who do that. Okay, you can move a house from one plot of land to another. By the way, you can also physically change an address. Let's say a road name or a street name ends up changing, you would end up living on a different address. Again, both of these are very rare scenarios, but they do happen. And that shows you that the address, the house, and the land are three different things even though they're very tightly associated, which is why this can be so confusing for people because a lot of clients, and maybe even some of you, if you're getting, just starting out, you know, might think that the, the you know, steveshram.co is one thing altogether. It's really not. In fact, it's more things than just this, but at the very least, it's three things. It's a domain, it's a website, and then it's hosting below that, Okay. Again, those things changing is rare, but it can happen, okay? So that's the real estate analogy. Hosting is like the land, okay? Hosting is the land the website is on, and the address is what is assigned so that people know how to get to the website that's on the land of your hosting account. So that means you need to sign up for a hosting account somewhere. So what are some good companies to do that? Well, I personally, and I, this is not affiliated or anything like that, I have used SiteGround for a while, and I am a big fan of theirs. I love SiteGround. WPMUDev.com, WPMUDev.com. They have some great hosting options that are scalable. You can get um, uh, websites where it's like shared hosting, um, but it's a lot higher quality than other uh, sites, which means that your website is actually going to live on the same server as some other websites. But again, it's a little bit higher quality and there's a little bit more separation. Uh, you can also upgrade to a what's called oftentimes VPS. Um, and you can actually get your own server at a hosting company. Okay, a lot of times that's possible as well. And with SiteGround, for example, if you are part of their cloud hosting program, which I am, then you're going to have that option as well. And so that's obviously the most secure. It's also the most expensive way to do it. Um, at least when it comes to paying another provider, you could even go about hosting yourself. There are some companies that I know who do that. It's a little out of scope for this discussion. I don't host myself. I've always uh, partnered with other web hosts and allowed them to do that work. So SiteGround, WPMU Dev, um, Cloudways, Namecheap, 
these are some places that you can go to start looking and, and doing some research on what kind of hosting company you think most um, identifies with you. Uh, one of the things you're going to find at most hosting companies that I, again, I really despise this. I, I don't like this, but it's how they do it, is they get you in at a very, very, very low price for the first year. And then they jack that price up the second year and beyond. It's very similar to how a cable company works or something like that. Um, it works, and that's why they continue to do it, but I don't like it. And so I haven't necessarily found one that doesn't do that. If you know of one that doesn't do that, please let me know um, so that I can begin recommending them to people. Um, but everyone that I know of uh, does allow you to get in for pretty cheap. But then after that first year, that contract term is up, then uh, they're going to go up on their pricing. And honestly, there's really no controls or limits in most cases on how far they can go up and when they can go up, et cetera. So you do need to be careful about that. Are there any hosting companies to stay away from? Um, yes, there are. And I, you know, I'm not really much of a name caller here, uh, but... I, there's two things that I want to say, okay? Number one, uh, GoDaddy is fantastic for domains. I buy most of my domains at GoDaddy, some of them at other places, but most of them I buy at GoDaddy. Their hosting is terrible. Their hosting support is terrible. Don't use it, trust me. In fact, it's like a thing. Like Most web designers, like professionals who know what they're doing, will not work on websites that are hosted on GoDaddy. They've got just a really, really, really bad um, reputation, Okay. Now, there's another thing to be wary of as well, okay? So there's a conglomerate out there that many of the named hosting companies out there like HostGator and Bluehost and others that you might know of are owned by. It's called EIG, and um, they're huge. And there are companies, and you can actually go find a list of these online that are owned by this company. And if they're owned by this company, you should not do business with them. Okay, you should not host with anybody that is owned by EIG. Okay, for the simple reason that what often happens is uh, a new hosting company pops up, it's doing great, people are loving it, it's pretty affordable, the support is there, etc. EIG comes along, makes them an offer that they just cannot refuse. The owners sell the company to EIG, and the service, the support goes downhill, the pricing jacks way up, and it's just terrible. So you want to stay away from any companies, hosting companies that are owned by EIG, and then you also want to stay away from GoDaddy. Now, the last and final thing that we do want to cover here before we wrap up is how do you work hosting into a subscription web design plan? Well, really, number one, I include hosting with all of my plans, and I think that makes the most sense to just include the hosting with it. It's part of the price that they pay. Again, I like to be really clear with clients and just give them a single price that they can pay to work with us, and that's going to include the hosting and everything. I think the sexier you can make that offer, the better. And then if they decide to leave, if, if, if one day they, they cancel their contract with you and um, you know they uh, decide to get out of their lease or whatever, however you have yours structured, and they don't want to be on your subscription web design plan anymore, then that's fine. You just need to be very clear about that, that they're going to have to renegotiate a hosting arrangement either with you or maybe you charge a fee to help them get their site transferred to another host. But again, using the real estate analogy, it's important they understand that the website is not their hosting. And so they will need to continue to pay for hosting somewhere if they want their website to be online, even if they move it out of your jurisdiction. Okay. So, um, you know, you could just charge a very low 
monthly hosting fee, you know, offer that to them, leave them on your, your, your hosting platform. Um, even if the actual website plan is going away, I would not host their website for free. Again, you kind of want to keep that business relationship either going or just cut it off entirely and let them move somewhere else. So that's how we deal with web hosting. That's the basics of it and the basic things that you need to get figured out. Again, go check out Josh's course on cPanel. It will help you navigate some of the intricacies of hosting and moving websites and things like that. It's at steveshram.co slash Josh. You can go there and then navigate to that course page on his website. Okay, you guys take care. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Subscription Web Design Podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Hey there, it's Steve, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. You know, one of the biggest questions that I get is, okay, Steve, I'm excited. I love this idea of subscription web design, but I have no clue where to get started. If that's you, go to subscriptionwebdesign.com right now, enter your best email address, and I'm going to send you an exclusive training that I did on the five models of subscription web design that will show you the options that are available to you and give you some things to think about on how to get started. And for a limited time, I'm going to include my contract template for subscription web design. I've been asked multiple times to provide this template, and it's usually only available to my paying students. It's a $100 value, but it's yours free. Just go to subscriptionwebdesign.com and enter your best email address there, and I'll send those right to you, as well as send you daily email tips from the trenches of running my agency. See you over there at subscriptionwebdesign.com.